Hi, this is Bob Wolfman. You're listening to Chris's Comics. Episode 4 of Chris's Comics. Today I am joined by my usual nerdy co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidat. Good evening. Oh, good morning. I don't know where you're listening to this. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. I'm quite... um, I'm happy to be a guest on your podcast, Christopher, at the end of the day. I know, yeah. This is cool, uh, because we don't really get a chance to talk about comics. As much as we used to. As much as we used to. Funnily enough, the, the... Problem with a passion project is that it can often get in the way of your passion. Yeah, so JB's with me today to just geek about some comics. We're going to talk about London Film and Comic Con. We've just been down to that. That was a lot of fun. Um, where I managed to bag an exclusive interview with comic book creator legend, Mr. Marv Wolfman. Um, he's most famous for creating the Teen Titans, Blades, um, Deathstroke. Um, so I was super stoked to meet him, bag that interview. You can hear that at the end of the show, so just keep listening. Um, but we're going to talk first of all about San Diego Comic Con, which happened last month. There's a bunch of news from that, comic book news, which we're going to delve into. And then we're going to talk about um, The Watchmen, because we've recently both reread and rewatched The Watchmen. And we also thought that would tie in with the current uh, DC storyline, The Button, which we've both read. So we'll discuss that as well. So let's delve into the San Diego Comic-Con news first. So from uh, DC Comics, we got some news about Dark Knight's Metal. Have you heard about this, Joe? I, I have, because this was... I remember them teasing this, saying something that uh, Batman's going to have to deal with nightmare versions of himself. Yeah, that's currently it. going on at the moment. Uh, they've just released issue one last Wednesday. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. But I've read the previous two one-shots. It was the casting and the forge. And they've been fucking great. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading the rest of Metal. Uh, so that, that event's going on all throughout summer and into the new year, I think. But um, the, So basically the news from San Diego about Dark Knight's Metal is the current universe event, which already has two prequel one-shots, which I've just said. Mm-hmm. We'll have six more one-shots that tie into the six-issue main series. So the mini-series will actually have more offshoots than the actual series. <laughs> so this is why people get annoyed with event stories, uh, because you're just spending so much money on like, oh, it's a tie-in, I have to get it as well. Setting so it up yeah, as well. So... You know, if I miss this, do I not understand something that happens in issue two, which it's unfair, really, because you, the, you, there's no one... The last person who did something like this was the person who wrote the Bible, there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. <laughs> the Old Testament's a tie-in to the New Testament. <laughs> it's a tie-in. You've it's got a tie-in. You've got to read that to get the new one. It's just, it's not cool. Just fucking it, write a story. Write yeah, a story. I mean, it, it kind of annoys me because I do like events. You know, I'm reading Secret Empire at the moment. That's just about to wrap up. 
and I've had to read certain tie-ins because the books that I read at the moment, like X-Men um, and Champions, have tied in with that. So that's not really been an issue. Mm. But it's when, like, for example, uh, there's been an event going on in X-Factor at the moment. No, X, X-Force. Yeah, the one with the Wolverines in. Yes, yeah, yeah. And um, that's crossed over with uh, the Hulk book. Now, I don't read the Hulk, so I don't want to buy it. Uh, but in order to get the full story... You have to oh. read it, and it's kind of annoying, you know. That does it make you angry? It makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the news about that. Um, there's going to be a lot of shit going down with Dark Knight's Metal. It's meant to be good, you know. Jury's out, but I don't know if I'll read them all because there's an awful lot to read. You know, something like that. It's easier to read in trade when it comes out, Which, isn't it? You know, yeah, I love the trade. collected editions are just so much easier than hunting down the tie-ins and figuring out what goes where and which order you're meant to read them in, you know. <coughs> uh, so coming out of Dark Knight's Metal, we're going to get a bunch of new books uh, under the title, well, under the banner, Dark Matter. Um, and they'll in- include uh, The Silencer, Sideways, Immortal Men, Damage, Brimstone, New Challenges and The Terrifics. Um, right, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to lie... I've not heard of any of them, and well, to be you... honest, three of them sounds like sex toys. <laughs> Me either. I'm none the wiser. So, yeah. DC are bringing out a load of shit that we don't really know about. Um, something that I do know a lot about is Archie Comics, which I'm a big fan of, and recently been enjoying the Riverdale TV show. And I do love the Archie Comics. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. But DC have announced they're crossing over with Archie Comics... And they're coming together for a Harley and Ivy meets Betty and Veronica series. They, <laughs> do they do this with, like, they Archie did. on... Hasn't Archie met Predator? Yeah, they did an Archie and Predator, and that was hilarious. Um, so <sighs> I, I think this is going to be fun, yeah? It's going to be written by uh, Paul Dini um, and Mark Andreco. So, oh, Mark Andreco? Yeah, Wonder Woman writer. Yeah, no, he's good. And with like art him. by Laura Braga, who I've not heard of. But, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I mean, I love Harley and Ivy, and I love Betty and Veronica, so, yeah, it might be a little guilty pleasure that I might delve into. Have they ever gone down that route with, like, a Christmas thing where the Harley and the Ivy? <laughs> They're missing a trick there, yeah, aren't no. they? Sign me up! <laughs> More DC news. Uh, Duke Thomas, um, the newest Batman sidekick. Have you had a Duke? He kind of looks like the Yellow Power Ranger. <laughs> Is he one of the um, two people that call himself Gotham? No. No, he's not. He's basically the new Robin, but it's not Robin. Scott Snyder created him, and he hasn't given him a name yet, but he's going to get his own name, codename finally. Um, he's going to get... Uh... Just call him Robin. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do we have to make this harder? Why, it's not going to sound like Batman and Gromit. It's Scott Snyder, and he wants to put his own stamp on He Batman. is good, though. He is good, but he's getting more pretentious as the day <laughs> Uh, so he's going to have his new series it's going to be called Batman The Signal uh, oh, is that his name The Signal I, I, I doubt it but that'd be quite shite if it was <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jeff Johns uh, has officially announced that Dr. Manhattan is the guy that's messing around with the DC timeline but yeah he's basically confirmed that it is Dr. Manhattan we all knew it anyway um, and the, it will be revealed in the 12 issue miniseries well maxi series The Doomsday Clock um, which, by the way, Breaking News has just released the Breaking covers. News. So do you have them for me to view? Yes, I do. I'd love to see them. I'm actually super excited for this series. 
Because I love so, Superman and love Watchmen. So. Is, is cover number one. Let's have a look. Let's have one cover. By the way, listeners, we'll pop this on our Instagram page if you want to check it out, at TalkNerdyUK. Uh, so, oh, cool. So it looks like the Watchmen books. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, title, the graphic down the side, the title. The end is the nigh. End is here. The end is nigh. Yeah. The artwork, the inking, everything is nice. kind of... It looks just like uh, a Watchmen and book. If you like that, you might get more excited at this one. Right, I'm just going to... There you go. Oh, it's got Superman. There's lots of blue. Oh, it looks great. And see how he's turning I mean, into he's, cogs. He's dismantling the watch. And there's uh, Dr. Manhattan's face behind him. Oh, that's a lovely looking cover, that. That's on oh, your frame, isn't it? Is that, is that just a regular cover or is that a variant? Um, it hasn't... I don't know that for sure, I'll be honest. Nice. If you go on our Facebook page, the full article is there. As far as I'm aware, it just said that these are two covers that they've released. Um, well, and Jeff Johns has had to announce that it's Dr. Manhattan now because he's on the fucking cover. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't hard though. No. It wasn't hard to figure out, I'm, but it doesn't ruin anything. You know, I'm, I'm I am interested to see where they go with that. I feel I think it's a genius move. Yeah, and we'll probably again talk about this more later. Yeah, no, it's 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 awesome. I'm super stoked for Doomsday Clock. Um, and he says that um, he wouldn't say straight out that it appears that any other characters from Watchmen will, will be in the book. Um. But I mean, they've got to put them in, haven't they? They can't just have Doctor Manhattan. Well, know? I don't know. They could. They but could the just. Is, they Rush, could just have memories. Rorschach's dead, so then that's the character that everyone wants to see. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do it. And yeah. isn't he just a copy of the question anyway? Yeah, but he's cool in the question. No, again, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have, a, I have, a, I have a feeling it'll just be memories. Manhattan is clearly on his own. I don't know. It's very intriguing. So the book uh, will have art by Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. Um, it starts in November. And according to Jones, it encompasses everything from Action Comics 1 in 1938 all the way till today. And it leads the DC Universe into tomorrow with issue 12. <laughs> what a, that's such a future armor thing to say. <laughs> it leads the DC Universe into tomorrow. <laughs> but I love it. It's so, it sounds so 90s and cheesy. I know? think it sounds fucking 70s and cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I agree with you. I love it. I feel like It makes you feel like a kid. So final piece of news from DC Comics was that Frank Miller will be tackling a new project. It's going to be Superman Year One, which is pretty fucking exciting. Uh, so it's either Batman Year One. Did a good job on that. So that's going to be cool. Um, John Romita Jr. will be doing the art. Which... Not, not so much of a fan, but you you like him. I am, and we will touch on that later. <laughs> okay. uh, so that's all from DC. Uh, Dark Horse, we got some information about the Umbrella Academy. Uh, the Netflix, Netflix series premieres next year. And not only that, but he'll be teaming back up with Gabriel Barr to do a new uh, Umbrella Academy series called Hotel Oblivion. So that'll be pretty cool. I'm hoping to have read that by the time uh, Oh yeah, out. you should still have read it, have you? It's awesome. I remember it coming out. I remember the signings and everything. I remember yeah. you being hyped for it. Yeah, I we, still haven't freaking read this book. We went down to London. 
queued outside Forbidden Planet and didn't even get to meet him. The queue was that big. The queue was, was insane. I, I couldn't believe how big the queue was, but I could because it's him. I I, I had a feeling because obviously it's because it was my camera playing. I had a feeling like nine tenths of the people there yeah. were there to get just a, to meet Jared. Just to meet Jared yeah. Way and probably would have walked in and picked up the nearest issue. What is a oh fucking Aqualad comic? Yeah. Going, I've loved your work for years <laughs> and just handed it over to him to sign. Well, hopefully. We'll get to meet him next month at Thought Bubble in Leeds because he's signing there. So I know that's a that's a big. Uh, that'll be a one-off crossed. Uh, we'll get list. to. It will be one off the bucket list. Well, I, I've met him a couple of times already, but oh, they, yeah, it will I've be, met him, but I've never got a selfie with him, and I've always regretted that because see, back in the day, it wasn't about selfies; it was about getting things signed. So I got all my album covers signed. Yeah, but did you even I have never... the tech then to get a selfie? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even have a camera, so I couldn't... You didn't do selfies back no, then well... for the same reason that you didn't also get a portrait done? Because you didn't have a camera on your phone, yeah. so you couldn't get a selfie. You didn't have a painter with you. And by the way, we are old farts. That's why, <laughs> that's why I, met, I met My Chemical Romance before camera phones were invented. <laughs> but yeah, so next month, hopefully, I mean, it'd be awesome to get an interview with him. Imagine that. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll need to uh, get on that job. But yeah, so Umbrella Academy we're getting this Netflix series next year, and the pilot was written by Jeremy Slater, who uh, was behind the Exorcist series. Oh really? Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And that was all the news from Dark Horse, just very uh, Jared Way heavy. Um, so IDW have announced that they'll be uh, doing a, a comic uh, spinning off Star Trek Discovery TV show. So that'd be cool. Oh yeah, and there is there's a, the Star Trek Discovery. I watched a trailer for that. It was. Uh... It was different. And uh, there'll be a Ghostbusters five-issue mini-series getting released uh, called Ghostbusters Answer the Call, and this will focus on the continuing adventures of the characters from the 2016 film. Right, okay. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm <laughs> I'm more interested on the sales figures of that than, yeah, than anything. That's guaranteed to be I don't think anyone <laughs> is... You say Answer the Call, is anyone fucking ringing? No, no one... <laughs> No one's going to answer that call. No. I'm telling you right now, that won't even reach the five issues. Just do Ghostbusters go to hell. We all want it. We've <laughs> wanted it for like 20 years now. Do Ghostbusters go to hell. If it's not that, not interested. You know what I am interested in? What? They're releasing a Goosebumps comic series in October. Yeah, man. Oh. I'm super into I used to love Goosebumps. No, but yeah, but you kid. read it. You used your mind and you read it. That's Actually, that's a good point. I don't know how I feel. I think the better as books. I think like if they said to you now, we're gonna re we're gonna redo the Goosebumps TV series, and we're gonna have the same budget and the same cameras, Mm. maybe a bit better. Would you watch it? Probably not. It was all about what your mind created on that one. Um, And there will also be uh, an all ages Star Wars and Big Hero Six comic book series coming out. Not Big Hero Six in Star Wars. No, two different series, sorry. Oh, yeah, that was a bit confusing. Uh, but it basically means, all ages means that kids can read it too, which is cool because, you know, sometimes you go to a comic shop and there aren't any comics for kids to read. Like, <laughs> you know, I'll bring my son into, you know, Worlds Apart and... Daddy, not, I want sex criminals! There's, there's <laughs> nothing really for him to read because it's all too old for him, you know, like, there, there are cool, um, cool shops like Travelling Man in Manchester... Mm. They ha- actually have a separate section for kids, which is really cool, you know. So, Filters it out for you. You know, make more comics for kids, I say. You know, it's <laughs> it's nice having, you know, lots of adult content like Deadpool and Sex Criminals for us to read. But, you know, 
comics are, are for kids in the long run and you know it'd be nice to have some more content for the younger readers out there you know <laughs> if you didn't sound old before with the camera phone thing you <laughs> yeah. definitely sound old now so image comics um i'll tell you what image comics have missed an opportunity here at san diego because their news is not news um well. <laughs> the, the, the big news is that robert kirkman creator of the walking dead he knows it will end but he doesn't have a set time to end the book that's not news that's not news that's like me saying i'm gonna have a shit at some point tonight i'm not sure when but it will happen <laughs> it doesn't it's no but that's the thing you're even you're even a bit more certain <laughs> you've at least nailed down within a 24 hour yeah yeah that's that's that is not news not news and then which uh, I'm really disappointed because Image are, Image have tons they could talk about Image are boss and th- nothing they're not giving anything away I think the problem Image have is that they it's they, the Image it's the Image <laughs> they, they actually put all the cards out on the table every time yeah. so it's like they're approaching and go is Saga going to be a TV show or a movie no yeah just straight up no <laughs> yeah. and then they, they go oh we thought about it and our big news is Probably no. Yeah. They, they just they just stick they stick to comics. They're such artists that they don't yeah. cater to this size of the media. No, they don't um, use it as a tool to sort of push their brand and push their products or anything like that. Image are very quiet when it comes to San Diego. Well, funnily like enough, just to go back to what we were talking to before we were recording on Millar World, isn't some some of his stuff is on Image? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Some of their news really should be that, in fact, whether they like it or not, it's probably going to be on Netflix. Oh yeah, Malar World. You know, he's really branching out with his stuff. Mm. Um, you know, Reborn. Absolutely love that. Uh, that's getting Netflix show apparently. I think. Um, yeah, basically everything he writes is going to get adapted into something. So that's the one that I've been. I'm excited Hook. about is yeah, and, even, and yeah. again touching on that later, the fact that that one came up multiple times in on most news stories as an example hook i yeah. was i was and not as in peter pan as in h-u-c-k h-u-c-k <laughs> as in go to talknerdy.uk and read my review of that comic it's yeah amazing. <laughs> yeah and and the other image images other news was um that a new cyber force series will start i don't know what cyber force is and i don't care it sounds like <laughs> someone who just protects Children from internet paedophiles. It, it does sound like some software that you download. Uh, have you got the new Cyberforce? <laughs> no, I've, got, I've, I've got, got the beta version. I've, I've got the, I downloaded the trial version. <laughs> it's about to expire. <laughs> so yeah, apparently it will celebrate the 25th anniversary of the comic. It's been around for 25 years, I've not heard of it. Not a clue. So yeah, moving on to Marvel news. Um... And that's pretty brief as well for Marvel, to well, be honest. They're movies now. To Marvel's gone to movies. DC dominated San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so, yeah, Marvel has said that uh, Mark Wade and Chris Samney will be taking over Captain America when Secret Empire finishes up. That's pretty cool. I mm-hmm. love Mark Wade. I think he's a great writer. This is something you'll be excited about. Uh, Runaways is getting a new comic. Yes. That was a really cool series. Um, and they're doing a Hulu series on Runaways. That's basically an American... That's the little Amazon cutesy... kind of... No, Hulu's like um, Netflix. Oh! It's American Netflix. Oh, no, TV. Sorry, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. they are, they are. We, um, we've... I've, I'm sure we've posted about this on the Instagram. We've probably talked about it on, the, on one of our podcasts on the 
other your rival uh, podcast, Chris uh, Talk Nerdy podcast. <laughs> we have talked about this before. Yeah, it yeah. is. It, they are doing a, a, a TV show of That's it. Pretty cool because we both enjoyed that mm-hmm. that, that run. Uh, it's a clever. No, no it's, it's a clever. It's a clever theme to go around because the whole point of them is they run away. But they want to stay away out of the way of all superheroes and everything they stay undercover. So to keep them in con- on, uh, in continuity with the rest of the Marvel Universe, it's friggin' easy because they don't want to be part of it anyway. Yeah. So you can have like half the world would explode. They'll be on the other half of it. They're not interested. Yeah, but that, that Secret Wars um, miniseries is pretty cool. I enjoyed that. And final piece of news from Marvel, uh, late this, this year they released a 50-page one-shot uh, which kicks That's off. That's a the, shitting big long shot. That is that is a one. Sh- that is a good one shot. Mm. A hefty one shot. That's like releasing a two hour EP. It's going to be called Generations, um, and that's essentially Marvel's rebirth. Basically, what's happening. Yeah. Um, the you know, we, I think we discussed it on on the Spider Man podcast, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how they're redoing everything and sort of bringing all those flagship core characters back um, to. And, and renumber all that stuff, you know. So this is like the big thing that's going to kick it all off. I think the I think the guy from DC said it best. And you know, I've not, I'm not the biggest fan of DC. Nothing against them. I'm not just a Marvel boy with a chip on his shoulder. I I am a bit funny when it comes to DC. But he said something when talking about comics and comic sales about what they're doing with Rebirth, and he said, "I think it's more important to focus on singular, epic." legendary stories like stuff that we have and stuff Marvel done in the past too many people are focusing on big events big things and then it's weird that they're bringing metal out with this massive prequel to it that's bigger than metal itself when I bet you when they had it originally lined up it was just going to be metal well the thing is man metal is Scott Snyder's love child you know I've, I've heard him discuss it on podcasts and stuff he came up with the name they turned him away when he came up with the name because they were like, metal, what the, f- what the fuck are you on about? You know, and he's like, oh no, it's about the metal, the nth metal and all this business. But that's it's just Scott Snyder being Scott Snyder, to be honest. I think mm. Jeff Johns is just letting him have his moment and just, you know, letting him get on with it. But it's true. I mean, when you look back at comics and classic eras, like and classic storylines, what are the ones that we remember? Like the Phoenix Saga in X-Men. Um... Logan, uh, old, old man old, Logan. Old man Logan. Um, to go into DC, so about the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Um, Killing Joke. There's there's loads of others, but they're always like you say, set in you know the 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 same run, and it's never like a big crossover epic. Well, sort of I, event, I've been trying know? to get more into these because I think these are much more interesting. Are we? I mean, is there more news, or is this a good segue to go into comics right now? Well, there's. I just wanted to discuss uh, the Eisner Award winners. Oh, right. Well, yeah, Eisner's. But yeah, and I know what you're saying about how um, I feel exactly the same. That all the classic, you know, you look at your, your, my collection of trade paperbacks over there. Not one of those was like a big crossover event. No, it, they're, they're all you know, Blackest Night. You know, they're all they're all singular sort of self-contained runs. You know, the Black Mirror. Yeah, that was just. In Batman, you know, for five issues or so, you know, it's it, it's never it's always been sort of um, you know singular runs that have legendary comic book stories and mm. not not big crossover events, but um, something else from San Diego Comic Con straying a little bit away from comics. Um, obviously, we got the Justice League new trailer and the poster, 
um, which looks suspiciously like Alex Ross. Alex Rossar. Ross, yeah. No. And um, I actually follow Alex Ross on Instagram and he posted this. Oh, did he? Oh, I um, saw Like a comparison and then hashtag, hmm. Oh, really? So he's had nothing to yeah, do Yeah, no, he had oh. nothing to do with it. I'd be see. I said to you, I was like, "That's very Alex Ross." Yeah, yeah, and straight away. I immediately so. Oh yeah, if he's not even been consulted yeah. about that, if I was him, I'd be pissed yeah. <laughs> because that is it's it's mirroring his lighting, his style, yeah, is, everything. There's the, the the only thing is that they're not slightly. He obviously he goes a bit lower. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's it. But other than that, he's even got Bat- they've even got Batman in the fucking middle. Wonder yeah. Woman to the right, Aquaman to the right, Flash to the yeah. left, and here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, I just thought that was hilarious because, like, you know, it was so blatantly Alex Ross. That's a bit. That's that's naughty. If Alex Ross was partly promoting that, I'd feel better about yeah. the Justice League film. But the fact they've gone, it's almost like they know he he'll watch the film and go. I'm, I'm not really on board with this, guys. Yeah. I don't want my artwork associated with your sh- attempt at a Justice League film. Going back briefly to metal. Um, metal! <laughs> Scott Snyder. <laughs> he's, he's, it's, this is totally his like you know passion project because he's I follow him on Instagram and he's recently uh, he's got a mohawk. To Has like, he? Yeah. To like, <laughs> to, for the relaunch part for the launch party of metal and stuff, he's got he's got himself a mohawk and. Um, He's got a t-shirt made for metal, and it looks like a tour t-shirt of a band. Oh my it's, god! It's got all the events on the back, all the dates when all the books are getting released. That's that's sick, though. Yeah, like a you know, like a, a band shirt. From I the want game. that. And everyone was like, "You, I want that." Commenting on it, going, "Oh my god, you got to release these." So they've they've released them on the website. They're now available to buy. I'm buying that. Why are you doing that? Why haven't you just told me? Why is that not on the talk nerdy IG? <laughs> I'll send you that. But send me that now. I thought that was cool as fuck. It's like a baseball shirt as well. Um, yeah, so the last bit of um, news, really, from San Diego Comic-Con was uh, we got the Eisner Award winners announced for 2017, which, for anyone that doesn't know, is basically the comic book awards every year, you know, it gets announced at San Diego. So we're just going to go through some of the categories and the winners um, and discuss whether we think they're worthy or not. So for best new series... Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Hammer won by Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormston and I've got to admit I've not heard about Black Hammer Uh, I I know Jeff Lemire he's a great writer but yeah not a clue so that's one to like right yeah this is where we get information here and actually go away and go you know what I'm going to read Black Hammer if if that's been announced by Eisner as the best new series then it must be fucking good as a little bit of feedback to all comic book writers out there can we stop Heroes being called Black something. <laughs> There's just a lot now. Black Bolt, Black Panther, well, Black Hammer, might, Black Lightning, he, isn't it? Or Black Thunder, Black Black Adam, Black Cat, that? Black Canary. You know, they, they could soon have their own movement. We need some more white. Oh no, that sounds. Oh that's no, sound, no, no. no just, I just no. Wondering. We do not endorse anything that happened at Charlottesville. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that where it happened? No, it was Charlottesville. Yeah. It was Charlottesville. <laughs> I just mean, I just, I just think it's been done. You know, yeah. it'd be like. <laughs> It's weird because everyone was like black something. Why not go super something? Super. Su- well, to be honest, man. This super might, canary. This might not be a superhero book. Black Hammer might be. Well, call, it, call it Hammer. Covert. 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 I said we're going on a covert operation. <laughs> like that. Like that. Um, I just reviewed Suicide Squad. The Black Vault. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like, well, funny. Yeah, and funny enough, one thing that I'm looking to get on payday is uh, Marvel's event that happened, but no one talked about uh, Black Mirror. I think it was called oh, Black but, Mirror. I've got it. It's over there. Black Have Mirror. Got, yeah, that's um, no, the that's the Batman one. Black Mirror. No, not Black Mirror. Um, <laughs> see, it's just, there's so <laughs> many. It was called Black Something. I mean, I've had Guardians of the Galaxy and Ms. Marvel. Oh, Black Vortex. Vortex, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, I, see, yeah. it's getting just, there's too many. Yeah, I, I too know. Many blacks. It, well, it just makes your comic sound cool having the word black because it does. It's like, it makes you go dark and <laughs> yeah. go, ooh, that's gritty. Oh, if it's black, it must be yeah. you know, interesting. And... But I just think they could do something a bit more, I don't know, a prince even <laughs> oh, with Purple uh, Rain. Even. The Black Science as well. Black Science? That's an image book. Yeah. There's honestly... This is starting to sound like a really racist podcast. There's far too much black in the comics. They've just just come up with more original (laughs) Original titles. Well, touching on that, uh, something that I noticed the other day, you know, talking about events, uh, we had uh, had Civil War, right? Yeah. And then we had Secret Wars. Yeah. And now the latest one is Secret Empire. So it's almost like... But that's meant to be a play, isn't it? That's meant to be a play on Secret Invasion. Yeah, Which exactly. happened back uh, in the, in the 2000s. 80s. No, 2000s. Secret... Oh, no, Secret Invasion. It happened in the was, 2000s. Yeah. And... Oh, I don't know if Empire's meant to be a play. Know, but they use these words. They're like buzzwords, aren't they? Yeah, yes. It's like... It, it gets us going. War and secrets. Yeah, you know, I've got the comic book community talking. Yeah, the, put secret in the title. Put Call it Secret Black War Empire. They'll go crazy. And it's true. We go out, we spend like, oh, I can't afford food this month because I bought issue 5.1A of Secret Black World Empire. And then they had an awesome variant cover. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get it. Yes. <laughs> oh, by Max Landis. Yeah. He's just drawn something with his hair. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Max Landis, uh, I've been reading uh, Green Valley by him. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, it's it's good, man. It's weird. It's good, though. Uh, so ca- anyway, carrying on with this. Uh, best limited series, The Vision, won by Tom King and Gabriel Walter. Ah. Nah, I'm not having that. What, have you read The Vision? I read The Vision. I was reading The Vision before I got oh, fired. <laughs> I Before I got oh, fired, before I left my job, what I like to tell people I got fired because <laughs> I get more sympathy that way. Um, I read The Vision. How and many even issues though it, did you read? I read about two or three and I, I just couldn't I get it. into it. I didn't like the idea of... He, he's too far an intelligent being to be actually in that scenario where he's in a freaking house with a family and he trying wants to settle a bit down. Of normality, he would. He wants normality, but he can't have it because of the conflict of his own. It, it's in the same way that Bruce Wayne wants normality. He does, but what if could you picture a Batman secretly running out at night to fulfil his Batman-like needs, but having a family? No, it, it just wasn't believable. And I get there was this horror twist where the whole family yeah. were. That's great. But I just, it just didn't match the vision. I, I liked it because I found it really creepy and surreal and different and a totally new take on that genre. I liked it. I just thought it was very creepy. I think yeah, people I just, did. I liked it. But there was, I think there was, better, there was better characters that were more believable to do that with than the vision. Well, to be honest, man... You know, out of that series has come one of my new favourite characters, and that's Viv Vision. You know, his daughter. Mm. She's now in the Champions team, team, team book. Um, and I love that. It's one of my favourite series. Oh, from I this always year. hate stuff like that. This is my thing well, about comics is, that I don't like. I love Teen Titans and stuff like no, that. No, fucking. 
Oh, you know what we need? What? We need that character, but smaller. <laughs> Why? I don't get that. It only worked but once, and that was in Austin Powers with Mini-Me. Nah, she, she's her own character, man. She might have the same powers as the Vision, but I don't know if she's cool as fuck. Like, she, she's she's walking Wi-Fi as well. It's great. So is the Arriva buses. You know, Miles and Nova, they love being around Viv Vision because she's just a walking hotspot. <laughs> it's uh, great. And Amadeus Cho gets on with her for a little bit. And that is... It, I, I love Viv Vision. Mm. But anyway, I, I thought that was a great pick because I think Tom King is a great writer. He's currently re, uh, writing Batman, which is fucking amazing. Um, best continuing series... Saga, of course. Of course. By Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. You might as well write that down for the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Saga is just, just goes without saying. It's amazing every time. It's just so fucking good. I don't even know how they're doing it. I, I, don't, I don't know I don't. how they're doing it. I like, it's like, where, where, where's this gold mine of, of original material and fantastic stuff come from? Why is there a new Blade Runner coming out when this comic is still going? What, all mine from the pot of Saga. What is going on? It's insane. And the best writer... Brian K. Vaughan, obviously. Yeah. Um, best penciler slash inker, Fiona Staples. <laughs> so, uh, best cover artist, Fiona Staples. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, Saga uh, have cleared, cleaned up in the Eisners. Um, best colouring, uh, Matt Wilson won that. He, <laughs> he is... What? Sorry, I always think of... It's it's not mole rats. What what's the one by Kevin Smith with the comic book chasing Amy? Yeah. Chasing Amy, where they, oh, they all make fun of the color. He's a color artist, and he goes, "That's that's not even a real job. You just color between the lines. It's <laughs> just like what you do as a kid." And I'm just hearing all that. And but then there's an award of the eyes. It's the best color artist. And I just picture like for all the Star Wars and going, "Yeah, yeah. woo, yeah!" And I'm going, best color artists. Go on, Matt Wilson. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone being like, "What?" You're awarding a man for filling in colour. No, to be honest, man, I think colourists get completely overlooked. I do. You know, I do. I think that unsung heroes of the comic book world. You know, on a side note, I reviewed um, a comic from Aftershock Comics called Alters on our Instagram the other day, mm. and I picked up the colourist in it. Um, it's a cardinal sin, but I've forgotten his name. But I tagged him in it, hashtagged yeah, him, and he actually liked it and commented on it, saying "Thank you so much." You know it. It's great to get the feedback, and it's it's nice when you know I think people colorists get you know recognition. And he, and he would have had a full conversation if his mum hadn't said, "Get off the internet now, <laughs> go back, eat your greens." <laughs> so yes, Mama. Matt Wilson is best known for Paper Girls, Wicked and mm. Divine, uh, Mighty Thor, and Star Lord. And to yeah. be fair, you can see the th- the theme the, if you yeah. especially just the fact you said Wicked and Divine. Yeah, and. Thor. They do have some nice, nice colouring work. And to be honest, he should be probably held a little bit influential there and responsible for the newest Thor, how it looks like. Yeah. Oh, Because there's a lot of bright colour in there. And yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, you could say, has inspired that. But so is he, because you can see... The colour in the mighty Thor is just gorgeous. Mm. You know, I mean, we were both big fans of that that book. And yeah, well-deserved winner. Uh, Best humour publication... Jughead has won that. That's uh, a character from Archie Comics. I've not actually read that book myself, but uh, Chip Zdarsky uh, and Ryan North were part of that. You call and yourself an Archie fan. They're both amazing creators, so I'm sure it's hilarious. And then the last one that I wanted to mention was Best Publication for Teens, and The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl won that by Ryan North, 
again, who, and Erica Henderson. Well, um, if there's anything that teams need to hear, is that something is unbeatable. <laughs> you know what, though? Jokes aside, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is a great book, and absolutely, I would recommend that for any teenager to read, because it's, it's informative and educational, as well as being a fun, you know, comic book. I think it's a, an important book for, you know, teenagers to read. Absolutely. Again, yeah. you you sound old. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking old. I know, but yeah, so, I know what you mean. I know so, what you mean. So speaking of old, uh, oh. JB, the, I think the listeners should get to know you a bit more. Okay. Um, seeing as though, I mean, they might know you from uh, the, the main po- podcast, Talk mm-hmm. Nerdy To Me, and also our video reviews and... Mm. All of our other things that we do together that sounded weird mm. um, <laughs> they, they might not know about your comic book background okay. so I've got a few questions for you alright so basically tell us how you got into comics and what your favourite books were to read growing up what really got you into them so for me growing up were you a late bloomer or early starter well late bloomer to what you would call your traditional comics but early starter to Art and animation and stuff like that. So as a ve- at a very very young age, probably like even like five or six, I was I had to read something. I always had to read comics in some form. And we're talking the Beano, the Dandy. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, Lord Snooty, uh, Dennis the Menace, Desperate Dan, Roger the Dodger. I was terrible. As I get a little bit older, you move on to other things like uh, Garfield and Dilbert, which did not make me popular with kids at all. <laughs> Uh, you know, a, a nine-year-old coming up going, have you read Dilbert? You know, like, no, the kid's like, what? And I'm talking about micromanagement. I've got to say, this is so British right now. <laughs> because there was nowhere for, in the small little town I was in, there was no, the concept of a comic book was something I saw on a film. Yeah, for absolutely. Me, for me, yeah. Batman was a movie character first. Yeah. Superman yeah. was someone who was on a lunchbox. Yeah. And when you saw a film that they were reading, a Superman comic book, that was just, I don't know, it was up there with T-Rexes. It yeah, was it was almost... Like, fictional to have a comic yeah, book. Yeah, I, I just I didn't believe they existed. I completely agree, because like, like you say, you know, we live in a little northern town in, in England, and it, it, back in the 80s, it was sheltered when it came to stuff like that. You know, we didn't have all these big budget superhero movies coming out. You know, oh, in had... the 90s, don't get forget me wrong. As we get older, and we got into the 90s, and, yeah. maybe, and where we can walk and talk for ourselves a little bit, in fact, the 90s was terrible for comics. It was yeah. awful, and it really... It was it, a decline. Yeah, and so there's even less places to get them. So yeah, I used to, I, I was just really into animation and drawing, and I, I remember as a kid that one of the things I wanted to be was an animator. I met Nick Park from Wallace and Gromit oh, yeah. as, a, as a child. Yeah, I've got uh, loads of stuff signed by him. He was a big inspiration. Yeah. Um, no, f- slightly going off subject onto you just made me remember like the fact that you couldn't get hold of comic books no. in this country. No. And for me, my awakening was when I went to Florida, and I went to like the malls, the shopping centres, anywhere. They all sell there was comic books everywhere, and I was like. Holy shit! I can buy comics here. <laughs> like you know, like you say, it's all it's all sort of been movie movie characters and cartoons. Well, and now so, this was where I found my link. So as I'm growing up, it's the mid '90s, and something does start happening with comics. In 1992, you get the Batman animated series. Oh yeah. Um, then you also get the X Men animated series. Yeah. You then get the yeah. Spider Man the animated series. You start seeing these characters that aren't doing so well on the shelves are being put forward in yeah. some way or form and that was my 
that was my escapism. That was my yeah. way of seeing these characters. I saw Batman. The, oh, the animated series, fantastic. Spiderman. I watched it. I, I think if I look back now, it probably doesn't hold water as well. Um, X-Men was quite interesting because they really stuck to the storylines. Mm. I remember they, I it was pretty X-Men. brutal. Um, I'm sure they did the Phoenix Saga. Yeah. I'm sure oh, yeah, they did yeah. that. And I remember that was actually quite upsetting to watch as a child. Yeah, I yeah. It, it was really... quite scary, man. Yeah, it, it was, was really yeah. freaky. And, um, it, and then, so that's how I was. For That's all I knew. And then, and then I came along. <laughs> and I, yeah, and then I ran into Chris uh, when I was about 19 or whatever, so still a bit of a late bloomer. And I noticed Chris had a tattoo of Spider-Man on his elbow, and I was like, why have you got a tattoo of the TV character Spider-Man on your elbow? Or Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 Toby, I, Toby, Toby, yeah, Spider-Man had come out. That was the first thing. Actually, no, that was... No, that was... Uh... Toby was... No, that was 2003. So oh, it would have yeah, been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2003, you had Spider-Man come out. Yeah. That hooked me a little. Um, again, the movies were just beginning to show. And then, I yeah, I saw your tattoo. I asked you about it. And you said, oh, I've read the comics. And I was like, well, that's a lie. <laughs> you can't get them over here, sir. What do you mean? And then he showed me his comic book collection. I was like, holy shit. And then from then on, I started to actively try and... Fine comics, like but trade paperbacks, as it were, and the odd, I'd read the odd one, and then the Marvel universe started getting set up. DC started doing did some good films, old dark, the Dark Knight trilogy, um, mm, mm. and then it wasn't. You really got into the Marvel cinematic universe, didn't you? Yeah, because it was you, just fantastic storytelling yeah. and great movies, and these characters. Like I, I remember going to Iron Man with little to no expectation, and mm. walking out of there thinking. Where the fuck has that character been? Yeah. Why the hell is no one talking about this guy? Fuck Superman. I hated Superman. I've always said I found him boring. Where was this guy? And then Chris saw this as an opportunity and just started going, borrow this comic, do this comic, read this comic. Yeah. And from there, yeah, I've just I've just blossomed and yeah. I do have I don't think I I don't have as many comics as you. Because singles are a little bit harder for me sometimes, but I definitely you've seen my trade collection. Yeah, JB's got a bigger trade collection than me, but I've got a bigger floppy collection than. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was bragging about who's got the biggest floppy. I remember an occasion when we went to Liverpool, and this was when we were super into comics. We we both really got into them. I think it was around the time when Convergence came out for DC, which yeah. you, you didn't touch. But I'm just trying. I'm- I remember that's when it happened. Yeah, because I was and I was so Secret Wars. You, I was loving that. You were like well into it. You just got into it a big time. And we went to Liverpool and we went to Worlds Apart and we both dropped about £100 each on comics. Mm. Like Just like this, a huge stack. Just like, we went well, crazy. And then you were like, yeah, I think we have to cut back on. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, like, and it's one of the ones I wrote down here, like, one of my favourite comics, and it always will be, is Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Now that you Doc Ock was Spider Man in that yeah, one, about it? about five or six years ago, you gave me the uh, Infinity storyline in singles. Oh yeah, yeah. From a birthday, which was like this one of the sickest presents ever, by the way. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was a really good run. It was a good run. It, it was it was a good run, but at the same time, one, it was an Avengers run, and two, it was an Avengers event. So yeah. as a, as someone like me, it was an interesting puzzle to yeah. put together and yeah, read yeah. and you still didn't get all of them not to yeah. knock you but there was also um, oh there's, there's plenty of tie-ins yeah there was one there was one particular tie-in which it, it, it recommended you read and wasn't in there but whatever I didn't have that um, I just got you the miniseries yeah I, I actually own all 
almost all the times there was but like like we discussed before with events that so many times there was you know Avengers and new Avengers and but this that's what put me off so I went I, I, do you remember when I was just like I'm strictly trade there's no yeah, way I'm yeah, getting yeah. into singles because You're, it's a yeah. friggin nightmare yeah. so I went and bought and I was like I'm going to buy a trade I'm going to read it and I remember that it was been in the news that Spider-Man had been killed Peter Parker was dead it was oh, in the yeah. fucking news yeah, Pe- yeah. Peter Parker was dead Doc Ock now again the TV show, the films. I knew this character. I knew his backstory. I knew everything. So, perfect. I'll leap on. So, I, I, I bought Superior Spider-Man. And I read it from back to front. And I was... This was amazing. So, this... You went, read it back to front? Read it back to front. Us. Yeah, it was, it was the, uh, the the manga version. And um, I, I, I loved it. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I just remember thinking, what an original take on a character that... And as you've said before... Peter Park is probably the worst Spider-Man. <laughs> a lot of people hold that opinion. I don't. No, I mean, you've I, said I, it out loud. I'm yeah. not saying it. This isn't Chris's opinion. He has just said to me that people say Peter Park is the worst Spider-Man, yeah. and I can kind of see that yeah. because someone like in the Superior Spider-Man, you had a character who is dealing with an identity crisis, dealing with the inner turmoil. But it's not as... He's always been a villain. He's always then... been a villain. It's not the inner, oh, rather than having to, oh, I have to deal with the fact I'm a responsible Spider-Man now. I have to deal with great power. He's dealing with the fact that he was once a villain who now wants to do good. But does, why does he want to do good? Is it because he's conscious? Is it is his subconscious? Is Peter Parker still in there? Is What is he doing? Is right? I mean, one of the best panels in that entire comic is he throws a punch. And I think I'm, the villain's wrong. I know it's not. Scorpion, but let's say it's Scorpion. And he punches the mandible off of the guy. And everyone stands around in horror, including himself. And the guy's like on the floor and he shows his speech bubble like saying, oh my God, it hurt. Yeah. His mandible is completely gone. He's got no lower jaw. There's blood everywhere. There's people going, what the hell? And Doc Ock, inside Spider-Man's body, is immediately going, what the hell? He could always do this. That means he was always yeah, holding, he's back. holding back. And then he's getting, he's having to deal with a shit ton of stuff. So so does that mean that actually I was weak the whole time? Does that mean that Peter Parker was always better than mm. me? It's, there's, whole, there's so many internal layers. Yeah, yeah, this internal conflict is so great. And that, that sounds a lot more interesting than Peter Parker's internal conflict. Yes, that's yeah. the thing. That is the yeah. thing. His internal conflict was far greater than yeah. any of especially when we consider my background with Spider-Man and internal conflict was Toby fucking Maguire yeah. some, may, some may say it's superior it is superior <laughs> I again Dan Slott's run of oh it's Dan Slott it's oh, Dan mate. Slott I've got uh, um, later on we're going to talk about our favourite writers and artists and Dan Slott is one of my favourite writers of all time he did uh, Silver Surfer and fuck me, it's incredible. Is that but, the yeah. one? Is that the run which also had that uh, that issue I picked up where on the middle pages you can keep going back and forth if you choose to? Oh man, yeah, that's that's a whole that won an award that comic book. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Is that a was puzzle. it. Yeah, 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 it's a puzzle. You have to read it upside down and back to front, and you've got to figure then, your way out oh, of the it's comic. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's uh, Dan Slott's a fantastic writer. You know what? I've absolutely uh, that's one book that I've really wanted to pick up, never read so. I will check that out. Honestly, read that. It was it was dead interesting because it does take this this ca- this character that we've always seen be the friendly neighborhood Spider Man yeah. on a completely so different. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's what Venom wanted mm. to be. I think a bit. It's it's this anti hero Spider Man, and it's really great. And then from there, after that, I 
well, then I was just pure Marvel for a bit and I just was buying loads of stuff. And one thing that I do, um, like, I do have a favour for is female superheroes. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a whole... I'm not one of these guys who has to have... I need to see them in a skimpy outfit. It's not that. There's something really interesting to me about a female superhero because it's quite foreign to me. Like, I'm try- I, I have no idea what a girl is thinking, let alone a girl... A girl, a girl, or a woman the with these kind of abilities with this thing. So, I mean, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, Silk. Um, I even started picking up other comics where I just saw there was a female protagonist. So again, mm. Saga, a bit like that. The Spire, which is by uh, Simon. Oh, I've I'm, heard of the Spire, yeah. Simon. Uh, Spoma, I think it is. I might be very wrong on that. Spire is fantastic, and it doesn't matter. I hate it when people say this, but she, she's a lesbian, um, which shouldn't. It doesn't. It shouldn't matter, but it doesn't mean there's a different dynamic. So it means mm-hmm. there's a female partner, mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with a female relationship. I just thought it was actually really quite. In, it's quite interesting and something I've got no idea about, mm-hmm. and it really it puts on said silk and you know. I really enjoyed silk. Um, the first run. The Ab- second run was weird. Abby's a big fan of it. Uh, I lent her the Secret Wars. You know, the lead up to Secret Wars. Yeah. She absolutely loved it. A Force. Um, A Force was great, yeah. A Force is really that. good. I, I Again, there's. I it's do a have... shame that's been cancelled. It really is. You know, it's, it was mm. a good book. But I, I did have a, a really big thing for a while, about, and I still do, about female protagonists and heroes and heroines and anti heroes because I just think. They get so a little bit overlooked, and I think there are stories are more interesting than that of, say, I don't know. I just I remember reading Iron Man, and it was just Tony Stark by numbers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like I've seen this on the, the. Give me something new. Give me an emotion. Give me something. Nothing. Whereas when I when you introduced uh, that new Invincible Iron Man, Mary Jane came into the fold. Mm-hmm. Her in, her in that was more interesting than yeah, Tony oh, Stark had been yeah, yeah. at any point because she's dealing with do I help him out or oh, I've lost my business but I hate superheroes and I, it was just it was quite interesting yeah awesome um, so what current books are you currently reading well I'm as you know or have you dropped off the floppy, I've, I've dropped off I'm, I'm at the moment I'm in absolute trade mode where I'm trade catch up mode or no, so I'm going off. I, I've I've just bought a load um, of. I think it's this, this thing about this anti-event thing I have, where I'm I'm just buying one shots or what ifs because I, I I don't have to worry about yeah oh not knowing this and not knowing yeah, that yeah so I've just bought I haven't read them yet but um especially from London Comic Con um, so it was a great sale on wasn't there it was a good sale I got uh, Superman Red Sun yeah. Which I cannot wait. Um, I ordered Spider-Man Noir, which, funnily enough, arrives in Italian. So technically, I had Italian Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> Didn't that happen to you with Logan? Logan arrived in French. Logan <laughs> arrived in French. It was German. Oh yeah, fucking I'm Logan. Um, you just need to learn some languages. I know. I just it was one pound cheaper, so I didn't. I didn't even. That's look. why. Yeah. And it ironically, cost me three pounds to send back. <laughs> It's a false economy. Um, what was the other? I, wa- I want to get Gotham by Gaslight. I think that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there is a one-off Hook, which we talked about before. I really enjoyed Hook. That was fantastic one-off. I don't want them to do another one. 
I kind of I'm worried about them doing a series. It better be a one-off series because this it was just such a simple concept, and there was points where it gave me shivers. It's, it's such a concept where he's so such a positive being that you tell him to do something, and he can do it. That's he just needs to be told do this, and he can do it. What a what a great concept! A guy who just needs to be told to do it. He believes himself enough, and he yeah. can. That's more. Be- that's better than anything Superman's ever. Any, uh, women that can do this, or <laughs> <laughs> you tell them to do something. And they just do it. <laughs> Abby's gonna kill me. Abby will kill you, as will probably most of our female listeners. If I'm honest, I, I do not have the thought to believe so. I'll cut that out. <laughs> I was trying to make it funny, um, but uh, well, for me, um, I'm, I'm I, you know, you know me. I read loads of current shit. I'm really, I rely on you to be honest. I'm really moment. enjoying Silver Surfer at the moment. That's coming to an end next week, and I'm going to cry. I cried at the last issue. Uh, it's just been fantastic. Uh, Batman's amazing at the moment, as it always is. Champions, which I mentioned earlier, loving that. X Men Blues, really good. Super Sons and Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl. Now there's another female again. Batgirl. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah. Shout out to my previous podcast guest, Chris Wildgoose. He does the art on that, and it's spectacular. Very good stuff. Um, but other stuff I've been reading recently, uh, obviously Secret Empire, all the X books because I'm a huge X Men fan. Mm. Uh, read that Suicide Squad trade, which the reviews up on the website. If you want to go and check that out. Uh, Alters, which I mentioned earlier, Green Valley. Oh, no, I've read this book called Marry Me, which is from a, an indie publisher, a very indie, called Keen Spot. Never even heard Never of it. Never heard of that. In fact, I think this might be their only book. But Marry Me, yeah, it's really good. Uh, the concept is <coughs> um, this pop star, and she's disillusioned with her life. She's singing on stage, and she sees somebody in the crowd that's holding a sign that says, Marry Me. And so she just goes, you know what? Fuck it. I will. I'll marry you, yeah. So... But the, the twist is that the guy that's holding the sign, um, he was just holding it for a friend while they went to the toilet. So he doesn't actually really like her. He was just there to go with his friend. So then they're sort of, she's committed to marrying men in front of everyone, so she has to do it. And it's about their, him tagging along with her on her journey. And she's actually really good. She gives to the poor and helps out and stuff like that. And it's about their dynamic of... That you know, like growing to like each other and actually getting married and stuff like that. It's it's, it's fun. It's a cool concept. All right. It just sounds like this. This sounds like you've been hanging out with the guy who wrote Love Actually. <laughs> well, you know what? I've, I've been watching a lot of Riverdale, so <laughs> <laughs> rom coms. <laughs> um. So yeah. So are you um reading anything? You're not reading to catch up. Are I'm you, not reading. You, to catch have up. you got any intentions to jump into floppies when you get? Marvel <sighs> Legacy, you know that reboot. I, 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 this is the thing: singles and floppies, as you call them, they are a lot like crack cocaine. Oh yeah, it's, they really are. I mean, it's, there's something like when you walk into a comic book store, mm. you can smell the comics, you can smell <laughs> the ink, the freshly pressed ink, and everything. You walk in and you see them all lined up, and it's like picking food off a of, off a buffet. You, your eyes can be bigger than your wallet. And you're walking along, you're going, oh, that looks good. And you feel a great sense of accomplishment picking them up and putting them together and going home. And then I just remember, and you're taking good gambles. Like, Hook was a gamble. And I got that in floppies. Hook was a gamble. And I love that. But at the same time, there's disappointments. Like, Star-Lord, I hated that. I I, I remember that being really 
not especially and, off the back and of. And you've paid like three pound fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and if anything, you start going. It's like a guy gambling. You go, well, well, I need to make it back. Well, the, the second one will be good, so I'll, I'll get that. Yeah. I'll make up for the first one, and the third one will be good to make up for the last two. Yeah. It's 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 a it's an odd one, and I can see why comic book sales have fell fell a bit because I just don't. In, on my last spurge, which would have been, and by the way, I'm not completely out of the loop. I stopped buying comics and singles in about May because, like I said, I quit my job and I just couldn't afford to just spend like that. Um, I I felt by April May that I was really having to pick and choose because it was it, it I couldn't find gold. I couldn't find really what I wanted, and I do think that they've taken their foot off the accelerator a bit. And I, that's again. Why people end up going down indie because yeah oh yeah they, there's, there's a lot of people out there now a lot of people that interact with our um, social media accounts on Tornado you know and I talk to them and all they read is exclusively indies hmm? because they don't want to jump in and catch up they just want to read self-contained stories they don't want to have to worry about backstory or you know tie-ins or all that bollocks I remember one guy saying I, I overheard him at a comic con someone came up to him and said Marvel or DC and he went you mean image or dark horse <laughs> you know that's it's that's that's what it's getting like and yeah. it's good because it's meaning DC and Marvel having to vamp it up so DC are clearly doing something quite big Marvel I don't know what they're doing it might be good it might be it might just be another Marvel move we don't I'm, know. I'm looking forward to it you know I think Legacy might be interesting but I've got to say, DC are really, you know, on the mark at the moment with their run, with with their runs. You know, all the titles are. Well, I out. I was really enjoying. I you know what I I, I know it just sounded like I started off Marvel there, and I said, I, but I am a Marvel head, and I really liked Ms. Marvel, the um, Kamala Khan. Yeah. A fantastic run, and I'm not the only one who thinks that. Um, and then obviously Lady Thor, again, both female characters. I was so much more invested in these people. Mm-hmm. And the their stories, the new characters as well. Yeah, the new characters. That's why? Because you could jump on that because the new characters, new characters, and they were really interesting, yeah. and they had they really had something behind them, yeah. and it was much in, more interesting and easier than trying to. I think at the same time, I was trying to read. Oh God, Spider Man was a. You've pointed out to me that's a friggin' nightmare. Yeah, mate. I'm a, obviously, as we mentioned before, I'm a huge Spider Man. He's got it on I'm his elbow, and he and he can tell his ass from his elbow. And I, <laughs> But I'm not reading a Spider-Man book at the moment. I can't do it. Chip Zdarsky recently released a, a Spider-Man title called Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man. I read the free pre- preview on Free Comic Book Day. Enjoyed it. Great, I'll pick up issue one. Read issue one. Yeah, it was good. Got issue two. I just can't be arsed. It, there's just, I don't, I don't know, there's not... There's they not, did Spidey for a while as Spidey, well. Spidey, that was okay. But, but again, it was okay. It's just not... There's not there's not a Spider Man book out there that will keep me hooked and I've I've dropped so many time after time. We need a good Spider Man book. Superior. You know? Go to yeah, Superior. That's true. And tell you now that'll you be my will, fix. You will not regret that. But yeah, what what Marvel are doing with the whole uh, legacy thing, they're bringing out these one shots called Generations. I think there's been two that's come out already. And they're basically teaming up uh their two their the, the original character and their new counterpart so obviously we'll get a Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel but Thor and Odinson uh, Riri and Iron Man or Ironheart and Iron Man so that could be quite interesting you know, to see those those books 
I might get them. I'll probably read them <coughs> online. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the, the question that I asked you to prepare for was this. Oh, God. If you could choose one comic book to take into the afterlife, what would it be? Or oh, Desert Island, you know that question. Desert Island comics. Yeah, um, just one. Just one. If I had to do just one. Now, I was a little bit confused by this. Um, is it... A trade. A, a trade, yeah. A trade, so it's yeah. a run. So something you can pick up off the shelf, right? Off there. the shelf. Yeah. And. <sighs> Not a single issue, because that's yeah. fucking impossible. No, that'd be mad. <laughs> that'd be mad. Um, I, I, think, I think it would have to be, if it's a comic that I just know that I'll pick up and read again and again, um, it, it's down to one of the Batmans, I think. What, like, new Batman, like Scott Snyder, or...? It would be... You like Black Mirror? I do like Black Mirror. It's... What about The Dark Knight, or, like, one of them? Funnily enough, it's... The the thing about The Dark Knight is it's a very interesting story. It is, it, it's interesting, but... It's of its time, so I like yeah. to read it almost like a, a, a period piece. Yeah, um, it is. But the one... The one I read, and I know, I, I can see it in my head, I can't remember, it's freaking called, it's the one where, it, and it is a Snyder run, and it's, the the trade is, I want to say it's trade number... Court of Owls? No, 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 it's the one with Joker, but it's not Endgame, it's before Endgame, it's the first time oh, Joker appears. Death in the Family. Death of the Family. Death of the death Family. Death of the oh, Family. Right, yeah. That was it. Yeah, no death. spoilers, because I've not read it myself yeah, no, yet. No, Death of the Family. Uh, the reason I'll pick that, was I've never read a book from cover to cover and then read it again. Yeah. I read it again and it wasn't through like going, oh, I didn't understand that. Yeah. I put like... that, I put it down and just sat there for a bit and it was that same, I got that same feeling again. You know when you find an album that you fucking love? Yeah, like you've, you've got to put it on And you want to just put it on again. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to read that again. Yeah. And I read it again. I just was, I remember saying every page going, Ah, oh, <laughs> this is boss. You know, like again, yeah, no yeah, spoilers, but yeah. it's fantastic uses of his enemies of old. It addresses the Joker now. It addresses their relationship. Mm. There's a cliffhanger. Um, it it's it's just great, and it all, his relationships with everyone in his life is. I mean, Scott Snyder has every right to be, pre- and I can see why Jeff Johns will let him be as pretentious as he is because he's done such good work of that character. In that sense, that yeah, I, I can see why he mm. he he do that, he, and people can say like, oh, he's gone for a new one. Uh, uh, all right, but all the old ones, they they are again somewhat of their time. Like kill mm. any old Batman's like Killing Joke, Dark Knight, again period pieces or even little confused pieces um, with maybe holes in or things that don't make sense. Now that you can probably pick up Death of the Fam- Death of the Family. With as long as you've got a good idea of the the Bat family, yeah. you don't really well, need to have read actually, it much. I actually own those in single issues. Um, I, I own most of that Batman run in single issues, apart from the first few. You just never got the time to read it, did you? But I never see. I bought Batman Eternal as well, which was a weekly series that came out at the same time. And at the same time, I was reading like Green Lantern and so many other books, all the X books, and I just. For some reason, I mean, Batman's like my favourite character of all time, but for some reason, that was at the bottom of my pile. 
And I was like, well, I'll get to it, you know, and I never did. I'm so amazed not, at that because, like... Yeah, I've not read that run at all. I've, um, I've, I I've do want to read Batman Eternal. That is one I do want to read. Yeah, yeah. Because the fact you were choosing to read that at the time says something about the strength of that story. But if it had to be for me, it would be, yeah, the the Bat- Batman death of the family. Yeah, because there was death in the family, wasn't there? That death was... in the family, that was in the late 80s. Um, yeah. That was how they killed off Tim Drake, was yeah, it? Yeah, um, I'd like to get that in trade actually because it's a nice looking book. Mm. But what, what about you? What would you? What would you take to the, this island? Or the afterlife? Or the afterlife? <laughs> I like the <laughs> way I like the way you phrase that for our religious religious listeners out there. It's the afterlife for all the agnostic and atheists <laughs> to a desert island. <laughs> this one was quite an easy one for me because I love this book to pieces and recommend it to anyone. The Blackest Night. Uh, the Green Lantern book. Really? Yeah, I absolutely love it. Okay. Um, for the same reason that Inside Out is my favourite Disney film, it's got all the emotions in it, and I'm a very emotional guy, yeah. <laughs> and I love the idea of having all these different power rings, and they're controlled by these emotions, and just the cast of characters that they put together for it, and then they brought back people from the dead, and you know you had zombie Batman as a Black Lantern, it was so fucking right. cool. This is my... I, I was recommended Blackest Night by a lot of people. I saw reviews saying, this is, you know, at the time, it was what you have to read. I have never been so... It's not so much disappointment. It was just... I found it quite annoying that, for starters, Green Lantern's not really in it. It's more about the Flash, if I'm honest, and Batman, and Hawk Guy and Hawk Girl. The Green Lantern is not really in this title, so that really pissed me off. And well, I can see you trying to go. Well, he 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 was. The thing yeah, is, he was, right, but I, he, I, he wasn't. I, oh. Yes, thank you. Next, also, you have to have a really great in-depth knowledge he saved of the, the day. You, you have to have a great right. in-depth knowledge yeah. of the DC universe. But I did because so refer- that's yeah. why I loved it so because much. Because what was yeah. more annoying was that like, they were referring to each other by their real names. Going, oh, have you heard about Barry? I know Craig. <laughs> I'm like, who the Craig. fuck is Barry and Craig? What's going on here? Molly. You know, just, um, uh, just say the fucking hero names or put even a little asterisk saying this person. Because <laughs> from someone like me coming from the outside, yeah. I just I, didn't give a okay, shit. I could get that. But for me, like, I mean, this is the book that made Jeff Johns my favourite writer of all time. It really is. Like, coming off the back of, you know, since, since, I, can, since I could read, I've read Justice Society books, Justice League books. I was, I've always been DC heavy. So all this legacy and this mythology come together to that point. I mean, I was having a massive Green Lantern kick at the time when I read this. So I'd read everything from Golden Age Lantern, where he teamed up with like Green Arrow and mm. everything. Like I'd read that whole run up until this point, so I was clued up. So to have that event come to head, I just, I just thought it was amazing. I loved it, and it's something like you say about Death of the Family that I could read uh, again straight away you know I could just and if that was the only book that I had on a desert island and I wanted to you know you go through all these emotions on a desert island you'd be depressed you'd be distraught and <laughs> you'd need to find that inner strength and you'd get that from the blackest night you'd, you'd feel that will from the lanterns and the, the compassion and the hope and you know just from all these different different lanterns I just find it an absolutely amazing piece that I mean, just I could read again and again, and, it, and it, that's what it's about for me. It's sort of 
about tapping into that emotional level, and that's what Blackest Night does for me. Well, that is a very good reason. That's that. I, I can't argue that. I, you I just think Batman's cool. <laughs> I just I just think that when I read when I read that it was yeah it was cool. It's a great detective story. It's a really it really talks about his, it's his relationships with each character and if you also and it was much better than Endgame. Endgame got a load of praise. No spoilers. <laughs> no, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. Endgame got a load of praise, but I thought that death of the family was a much better insight insightful look at Batman and his relationships in the same way to give you an idea without any spoilers David Tennant in uh, Doctor Who in um, the end of the world when he's trapped in Davros's um, lair Mm -hmm. and he thinks the TARDIS has been uh, burnt out and then showing the children of time coming together and Davros like going here's the true soul of the Doctor like that it has that edge to it Davros is the Joker and at that point Tennant's Batman there's this real point where he's having to look at himself and look at everyone around him and go am I what's best because at the moment this is what's happening because of me but would this happen if I wasn't here it's it's really I really enjoyed that but why why would you choose that Um, Uh, to read on the desert island yeah because I think it would it would it would make me look at relationships and make me look. But well, you at, wouldn't have any relationships. You'd be on your own. I, well, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm always, I've always been a bit like that. I, I I'm I'm not the be- I I I, oh, I never like saying this, but I'm not the biggest fan of people. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> and I, I they they very much get on my nerves. You and, could have your friends in that comic book then. Yeah, I I I think <laughs> I would I would relate to Batman in that sense that yeah. it's better to sometimes to push people away than it is to have them near you. But at the same time, it's good to have people near you. So uh, while I'm on that desert island, I'm thinking this is good for me and my friends because I'm away from them. <laughs> but at the same time, if I got reunited with them, I could perhaps influence them and they could influence me positively. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a totally um, plausible reason. Mm-hmm. And like you say, you know... But, but Batman's cool! <laughs> so that's why. Everyone's different people and, you know, we all have our reasons. So uh, the next question I'm going to ask you is actually relating to what we just talked about. I said that Jeff Johns from Blackest Night is one of my favourite writers. Um, who are your favourite writers? Well, I went more with, again, being like a bit of a noob compared to you. I had to just go with my favourite stories and then just look up the writers. But obviously Snyder. Yeah, Snyder's just, on my list. Snyder. I mean, I know people bash him, but you, you, you can't fault the guy because he he's he's good. He, he writes good mm. stories, you know. Like mm. people might say he's pretentious and and whatnot, and that might be the case. But he does write some. good You shit. told me to. You, you keep pushing witches, and I do want to read witches because oh, that's like, it, it's getting made into it. Is that getting made into a movie or a TV yeah, show? A movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because when yeah. I met Snyder, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dropping there, I met him at Leeds at Thought Bubble. I asked him about witches, and he said, "Yeah, it's getting made into a movie, so that's pretty exciting." I I I try to go with maybe people who might not get as much of a mention, but I'm gonna go with their specific work. So like Nick Spencer's run of Ant Man. Oh yeah, Nick Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I really enjoyed that run. In fact, you um you were the one that told me about it because you were buying it in singles. 
And you're like, dude, it's really good. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a chance. And I fucking loved that series of Ant-Man. It was just, it was just clever. It was just so funny. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was great. And I I miss Ant-Man now. You know, Mm. he doesn't have a title at the moment. Oh, did they drop out? Because I do know the second run, it was Astonishing Ant-Man. Yeah. And it wasn't quite as good. It didn't really, it didn't tickle my pickle. That was a great run, yeah. Um, One that he, um, again, G. Willow Wilson. Oh, yeah. For Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Um, that was just a breakaway hit that wasn't it yeah. I mean, no everyone loved coming. that from issue one and it's you know continues it was to clever because it, strength it, to strength. it had it had the right publicity people going what a, a Muslim superhero who's also a teenage girl can that be can that be done <laughs> yeah and it turns out well yeah if you take your blinkers off it's fucking yeah. it's really easy and actually. it doesn't throw any fakes and it doesn't like it's it's not over the top and it's like you say, um, you know, a thirty-odd-year-old white guy from England can read that and relate to it. And yeah, it, it's great. You know, it's such a good, good run, and she's a great writer. Um, I can't. I, I I didn't want to miss out. Of course, like I said, Simon Spoomer did Spire, um, and obviously we have Miller for Millar for Hook. Um, well, Millar in general is quite good. Yeah. One which me and you kind of bump heads on is Garth Ennis. Yeah, I've never really... I've tried to get into Garth Ennis, but I feel like it, it's a bit too gory and a bit too much for me. Which I always think is a weird thing for Chris to say, because Chris likes Nailbiter. Yeah, and I'm a big horror fan. You know, I love horror films. Um, but for some reason, Garth Ennis has just never clicked for me. Um, I know Fieldmouse from Comic Crypt. He's a big Garth Ennis fan. Um, but no, it's just not, not for me. Yeah. Which is, but that's the thing. Living and just to update you a little bit on like history, where I'm at with my comics. One great thing I have is uh, the partner in my life, Eve. Um, she has a fantastic trade collection of loads of independence, and Garth Ennis is one of those ones. I can't wait to get into some of those ones that I wouldn't have ever got into before. Um, but there's loads. I, I'm look. I'm. She's got me into Descender, Low. Um, there's other ones. Oh, what the frig are they called? There's one about um... Descenders Jeff Lemire. Oh no, yeah, I'm not talking about Garth Ennis. Oh, I was going to say I, no, 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 no. I, I just mean she's sure. got. He didn't do low. No, no, <laughs> no, like... no, no, no. Oh right. He's yeah. he, he's just uh, she's just got loads like that. Yeah, so yeah. when I said to Eve Garth Ennis, yeah. she didn't say preacher. She said um, this other one. I can't remember what the hell it was called. But that's what I like. I, I I've got this whole other section now in mm. in, in my house where there's a bunch of trades that aren't mine and that I'm just looking at every so often going, I fancy a break from the norm. Let's go over yeah. here. And yeah. like Rick and Morty. The only other person I might mention um, that I've not already mentioned was uh, Jason Aaron's run of Doctor Strange. Where oh, yeah. Just yeah. in the run-up to the Doctor Strange movie. That's and it was nice for him to have his own title again for a while. These are the ones that are most sticking out to me. It's just it's I not a particular writer. It's yeah. writers' runs that I've I've clicked onto. I tell you who did a great Doctor Strange run, uh, Chip Zdarsky, did uh, he from Sex Criminals? Um, uh, what else has he done? Loads of cool shit. He's a fu- he's a funny guy, but yeah, he did a Monsters Unleashed uh, Doctor Strange, and it was so good, man. Loved it. Um, well, for me, my favorite writer is obviously Jeff Johns, mm. Scott Snyder. Dan Slott. Dan Slott, yeah, because again, Superior <laughs> um, Spider-Man. Uh, Charles Soule, or Charles Soule, I, I really don't know how to pronounce his surname, but he's a fucking fantastic writer. 
uh, Joshua Williamson. Who's uh, he those, right? Those are probably the main one. He did Nail Biter. Um, ah. he, he does The Flash. Um, he's, he's done everything. Uh, Suicide Squad, Justice League. I'm sure he's done, yeah, I'm sure he's done all sorts. He's just a good all-rounder. Um, what about favourite artists? I, I had to really think about this because it's a, it's a weird one with me on this. Because I, like I said, I liked art. I like art a lot. I like mm-hmm. to draw. And when I read comics, I'm a bit of a speed reader. So it, it can't, like a good version, um, person to mention before was we talked about, uh, uh, what's his name? On, who did Daredevil? Um, John Romita. John Romita. Junior. Yeah. yeah. So I like him because he's so basic and bare that I kind of read it more than I do look at it visually. Mm-hmm. I just, I get a, it gives me a little idea and then my head goes with that basic okay. idea. Maybe that's why people like his style mm. because they sort of, they fill in the gaps themselves and they yeah. prefer to read like that. I like, I like they that. They don't get distracted by the flashy art. Maybe. Yeah, like the, 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 the Man, Without, Man Without Fear is one of my favourite books of all time. Not quite the one that takes my desert island. One of my favorite books, and one of the reasons is it does read to me more like a book because of the artwork. Mm-hmm. I do read the yeah. the 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 bubbles more, but um, Ryan Stegman and Greg Capullo, and, oh, Greg Capullo and yeah. Sarah Pacelli. Yeah, I might be yeah, pronouncing yeah. her name yeah, wrong, yeah. but I love the line work. I love it nice and thick yeah. and bold. Oh, do now <laughs> thick and bold, and it reminds me of kind of those 90s cartoons I used to watch, but a little bit more revamped, yeah. a little bit looking more modern. I can see more detail in it. Like um, There's others I wanted to mention, but I feel really bad that I didn't um, note them down. Like uh, the, in the Captain Marvel run, there's some really nice water work, watercolour work. But I, yeah, I just, I prefer that nice deep cut, nice deep line work where I can clearly see them, and it does take me back to that kind of nineties cartoon mm. work, mm. kind of kind of like uh, how when we read the Groot series, we kind of compared oh, yeah. it to Disney because yeah, yeah. The, not only the style of the story, but the actual artwork in it was kind of reminiscent of a nineties Disney yeah. film. That, that Groot run was really good. In fact, I wish I could remember who did the art on that. It was a really a lovely book, touching as well. Yeah. Um. For me, favourite artist, uh, it's got to be uh, Jock. Uh, he does a lot of work with Scott Snyder. He did Witches. Oh, uh, yeah. His that's stuff mad, is though. very unconventional. It's the heavy, heavy brush strokes, lots of shadowy stuff. Um, it's it's different. It's very horror. It's, he's a horror artist and he does some great fucking stuff. Um, David Finch, he, his style is sort of like a cross between Jock and your sort of conventional superhero look. He did. Um, He's doing Batman. Uh, he did the first few issues, you know, with Gotham Girl and Gotham. Uh, mm. He's he's done some great stuff. Um, Jason Fabok, he's a real hot name on the circuit at the moment. He's doing everything. Uh, he did Justice League. He, he's just so good. He's just so consistent. It's it, it's a bit like Jim Lee, that sort of classic nineties look, but. He just has this style that just looks so modern and slick. And he draws a fucking amazing Batman. So good. Uh, I love Humberto Ramos. He's the artist on Champions at the moment. Um, he also did uh, that dance slot run on Spider-Man. 
he does some really nice uh, it's always it, I was going to say it's always I think it comes down on the artist to what, what they're drawing as well yeah. so two of mine Stegman and Pacelli have both done awesome Spider, Spider-Man although yeah. one of them obviously was Miles Morales um, it, it, I, I, I don't think if Stegman, Stegman had done something else I, obviously I would never have read it and then I wouldn't discover them so I think it is down to the hero Yeah. so yeah if they Absolutely. do a good Batman chances are you're going to know who they are and like them a lot so my final question for you the mm. blindsided question which I didn't want you to prepare for mm. little bit off comic books but what is your favourite comic book movie Oh. And you make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite comic book movie. Mine's very easy. I know what. Yeah, I, knew your, I know what yours. <laughs> it's my is. favorite film of all time. The it's Dark Knight. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you love that. It's got to be the Dark Knight. Um, Jesus, wept. it's gonna. It's it's a, gonna be a Marvel film, isn't it? It's going to be a Marvel film. It's going to be Guardians. It's got to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, good choice. It's got to be only, beca- only because it just came out of nowhere, swept me off my feet. It was, it's the only one that I went to see. I think I went to see it three times in the cinema. You, you could argue others now, like Star Wars as a comic and shit like that, but Iron Man is good, but going, it's not as consistent, and Iron Man won isn't dated but it isn't as it's got that weird thing at the end where the bad guy constantly says Tony's name have you noticed that (laughs) he goes oh look at me Tony I can fly too and then he does something else and goes aha nice try Tony (laughs) but then and he said I noticed little things like that um and Jeff Johns yeah (laughs) although I have no doubt in my mind that if we do another version of Chris's comics next year and you ask me the same battle questions I'm going to be saying Thor Ragnarok. Oh really? I know I'm gonna love that. Ooh, I have known that, good. I've known that since the announcement that they said yeah, it was Hulk said, yeah. Hulk and Thor in a buddy movie yeah. is just something that you hear spitballed normally. Yeah. That is going to be one of my favourite movies of all time and I know they're gonna do it right because I've already seen the trailers. Yeah. I, I know I'm gonna love this yeah, film. It does look fucking good. What's yours then? Boom. Well, oh, yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, what's the point of that? Cut that out. Fucking waste of film. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, let's chat a little bit about um, The Watchmen and The Button. Yes. Uh, because we've recently, like I said, rewatched and reread The Watchmen uh, in preparation for this uh, big storyline that's going on at the moment with DC. Uh, it was the crossover between Batman and Flash, which was called The Button. Um, so, what did. Well, first of all, let's talk about The Button first. What did you think about it? Surprisingly good, considering yeah. I am not a fan of the, a fan a fan a fan of the Flash. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Flash because I'm very much into time travel. I love the idea of time travel. I like the science behind it. I like, especially for that, Back to the Future, Doctor Who. Yeah, the Flash annoys me because they treat it with such disregard for how time travel works and oh he goes here and then he goes there and he goes to dimension he gets on his his, uh, treadmill his fucking treadmill (laughs) his treadmill it's just ridiculous just under a sheet in the whole yeah it's absolutely ridiculous really annoys me Um, but in that one I kind of I, I kind of got on board, but again, the treadmill came into it. And then, <laughs> and then it, it broke. And then it like, just, we need to fix it to get him back. It's like, I get he can fix it quick, because he's quick. <laughs> but still at the same time, like you just made a time machine in like less than 
in less than like a second and it's out of a treadmill and then fuck Batman's like going I'll join you and just whips on so it was like oh like let's hold on to this treadmill <laughs> yeah it's so yeah, it's like it's grappling hook. I get it I, but at the same time why, why why can't I hold on with his arms oh well it's it's fast on the cosmic treadmill so what's on on the cosmic treadmill if it's so fast that it could break Batman's arms what about the tension of the rope he's using on his batarang I don't know I, don't I just found well okay I'm, I'm dwelling I'm dwelling here um it was a very fun comic, especially yeah. after um, Flashpoint as well. I just finished Didn't Flashpoint. Didn't you think it was awesome the way that they went back into Flashpoint and saw Thomas Wayne? That needed and, to be done. You know, Batman met Thomas Wayne Batman, and that was incredible. Like, that moment, you know, it just sent a shiver down my spine. That moment where they pull on the cowls and they fight together side by side. There were so many touching moments in it. It was just... I think it was like you say. It felt like quite a fan servicey run, like you know. It needs it. needs to be done, especially at the end of Flashpoint when he he read, he gets the letter. I was just like, oh, and he yeah. He never even got to see him. Yeah. I feel like he should have gone to see him in yeah. some way, especially now we know he exists. And then like when the Zoom like turned up the letter, and Batman was like, no, yeah. that, that in that first issue, that fight scene with Zoom was amazing, and the way it counted down, yeah. and then we point out it looked. Like panel for panel, the, the like panel a, like a Watchman the comic. Watchmen. Yeah, the way as soon as I as soon as I opened that comic and I saw the paneling style, I was like, yes, they've gone for the whole Watchman thing, and they've, you know, they, they've they've gone with that theme, and I think they're going to do that with Doomsday Clock. Oh, they'll have to, you know. Um, and I loved the way that the paneling worked, and it was you know harking back to the original Watchman comic, and I thought that first issue with that fight in the Batcave was amazing mm. so good I just like the idea of Zoom versus Batman Batman's not prepared it is in the Batcave he has some tricks but let's be honest Zoom would probably yeah to a point and he's counting ass. down waiting for the Flash to get there and by the time he gets there he's fucking annihilating but then obviously um, you know Earboard goes he goes back in time or wherever he goes mm. with the button and then he's like I've seen God have you seen that meme that's going around and it's like uh, that panel and then the next one is a picture of Jeff Johns. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, and he, and he dies, he gets completely obliterated by probably Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. You know, it's got to be. And then as we as we carry on with the story, obviously we, we go and we see uh, Batman's dad and that was a cool little issue. Um, but, you know, as a whole, it, it was fun. Like you said, and then we didn't really get any further with that sort of mystery of mm. oh who is the but you know who who who's is this button and who's doing all this uh, puppeteer, puppeteering behind the scenes you know but we know at the same time we know now because I think you saw the end of you saw his hand didn't you yeah you saw you see the hand yeah. pick up the button it's very clever it's an extremely clever comic comic and that's why everyone's talking about it and I think that's why. DC are at the moment having the total bragging rights at these San Diego Comic Cons because yeah. they know they've just found this thing where they're going it's yeah amazing. they've been sat in a gold mine for like 30 years you know like this comic came out and they've and yeah it's been critically acclaimed and it's hailed as the best graphic novel of all time of all time but Gaz has read it for fuck's sake they've done nothing with it yeah. you know like they've literally and, and now they've turned around and you know Jeff Johns has said well you know what let's bring them into the DC universe how fucking cool would that be and it's finally happening, and it's amazing. It's so Isn't that exciting. kind of because, though, like, 
Moore didn't want anything more to happen with them anyway. Like I, I, I noticed just like last year that they began doing before Watchmen comics. Oh, they they came out a while ago, man. Before Watchmen, yeah. Um, That's why I went last year. Was it was it before no, last I'm, year? Yeah, I'm talking like I've got floppies from years ago when that came out. Really? Yeah, oh god, yeah. I'm well behind. Yeah. No, I just I remember seeing them and I'm just the thought, trades have come out now. I yeah. just thought like he's 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 had some ideas or he's gone yeah go on do that. I think they've probably been trying to push him to do. He's probably been really worried ever since that fucking movie. You know what? Let, let's talk about the movie. I loved that movie. I thought that it was done perfectly. And I thought the soundtrack was amazing. Uh, they, they took it straight from the pages, straight from the panels, you know, that shot of the comedian falling through the window. Um, you know, I got chills when I saw that in the cinema in the cinema for the first time with that soundtrack playing in the background, you know, Unforgettable by Nat King Cole. I... And it's like how I read it. The first time I read The Watchmen... Um, Oh, it must have been about 15, maybe more years, about 20 years ago maybe, when I was going to Florida, and I read it on the plane, and I read the half there on the way there and half on the way back, and that's one of my fondest experiences, my memories of reading, was reading The Watchmen on that plane, because I just... I just lapped it up. I absolutely just fell in love with but that you, world. You have a problem with the end of the Watchmen, though, don't you? Well, they changed it, obviously. On, on yeah, the, but which one do you have the problem with? The film or the comic? To be completely honest, I don't have a problem with it. I think that they had to change the ending because a giant squid would not have gone down well on screen. <laughs> it would have been a bit ridiculous. you know. In fact, if anything, I prefer the ending to, uh, in the movie. To the, That's what I mean. I, I thought... Is it? I thought you said that you, and not to put words in your mouth. I thought you said you you didn't really like the giant squid ending. Yeah, well, if there's one thing that I'll pick at it because I think it's an absolute masterpiece. But if there's one thing I will pick, it is the giant monster, alien monster squid thing. Um, I just think the idea of framing Manhattan in that way that they did in the movie was way more plausible and more effective than they did in the book. Might be a controversial thing to say, but do you agree? Or? I I thought the reason that Moore went down that route, and it's a very subtle route, I don't, I don't think he planted enough seeds for it. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's only when you read it the second time you mm. go, oh, yeah, I yeah, see yeah. it now. Yeah. Um, but I think the reason he didn't go down that route was it was almost predictable. To go down. So when I watch a film, I watched I watched a film when it came out of cinema. I hadn't read the comic. See, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I think the experience of watching the Watchmen film and not having read the comic book would be very different. And this was justified when I spoke to Abby about this the other day. First time she watched it was when we watched it together um, a few months back, and she hadn't read the comic, and she didn't like the film. She was like. I said, you know, when it finished, I said, did you enjoy it? And she was like, mm, there was a lot going on. I didn't really get it. And it's like, well, yeah, that that's actually Bob on. Because if you if you hadn't read the book uh, and you hadn't had that previous experience, that knowing the story, knowing what's coming, knowing the behind the scenes works, um, you will you would be a bit lost watching that film. Is mm. that how you felt? I did feel a little bit lost. I think I felt a bit... I remember I went with a guy who, he was so stoked. We were in this van. I don't know why we were in a van, but we were in a van. 
I mean, he's in the back of the van. And he's going, oh man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I, I, I read the comic like when it came out, issue by issue. I, I'm so stoked, can't wait. And then he's like saying, like, you're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. And then when we came out, I remember being like, yeah, that was all right. Yeah. I just expected more, especially given like the the production value, the guy behind it, yeah. and all sorts. Yeah. And then I said to him, well, "What do you think?" And he was like, "That was." That was nothing like I expected. It. I, I was he American. I, 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 like to picture he was. Um, <laughs> Who was this guy? Um, was it your Aunt Jerry friend? I've never met him again. I might, have, <laughs> I might have invented him. <laughs> I might have had a friend that I just invented. Um, it's probably Craig. Um, he, he, he just didn't. I remember he. So he didn't like it. He didn't like it, but he um, said like it should have been. And I agreed with him when he said it. It should have been spanned out for like two or three films, but they reckon they probably didn't have the the budget off the film company to do I, it. I think superhero films were still uh, just getting there. It should have been a Netflix show. I think Watchmen. I would love it. A, 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 a Netflix show. show would work a lot better than a film because um, you know it's almost like Batman, where you follow around this detective, Rorschach's journey, his journal. You know that's the narrative. Uh, and imagine that following it episodical you know, episodically exactly you know. I, I can't think of a better way to do it than episodically because that's exactly how the comics were yes yeah, they were they were 12 issues I mean, imagine a 12 episode Netflix uh, show uh, that would be fantastic and each time it know. counts down each yeah. time it counts yeah, down yeah. You, can, you can't and you know what it, it it can really build because in 12 episodes yeah, yeah. shit is so going to hit the proverbial yeah. fan yeah it's I mean, going to be as, amazing. As much as I did love the film, I, I do absolutely think that a Netflix show, 12 issue, uh, twelve episodes, you know, show would be probably better than that. But one thing I loved about that was the soundtrack. I mean, soundtrack I is couldn't good. get over the soundtrack. It's like... Especially when you had your, your My Chemical Romance on it. Yeah, it feels like Desolation ah! Row comes in at the end. Like, yeah. oh, that's one of the best covers of all time, that. But yeah, like for me, watching the film was an absolute dream come true because it's how I imagined it, that's the soundtrack I had in my head when I was reading it. But, like, you know. It's funny you said before about it being like shot for shot. Mm. I think it's one of the films that shows that you can't just recreate the shot, you can't recreate the panel without there being feeling or some backstory behind it. it like a good example is when you say like the comedian falling. So if the comedian falling is shot for shot, and there's you might have gone, oh my god, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the comedian falling. Oh my yeah. god. For a guy who hasn't read the book, yeah, the way that's set up, yeah. comp- again compared to the book, because it's set up actually really great in the book. To, the way it's set up in the film, I didn't care about this guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I didn't care about this guy. Yeah. It was making a big deal of him falling, mm-hmm. and then. By the end of the film, he's had quite he's had a role in what's happened, but he's just the first of a string of deaths, mm-hmm. and he, he's actually he had it, 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 I I just didn't get why they were putting so yeah. much on him. Yeah. However, yeah. in the first that first issue of Watchmen, with a little bit of good storytelling power work, you kind of you you do care a little bit of how he dies, yeah. and you are intrigued yeah. about it. But in the movie, you're left intrigued, but then about half an hour later, to an hour later. You're left disappointed. Yeah. It's it's it showed that you can't just do it note for note unless you've been a big fan of the book before. Yeah, unless you've been a big fan. But it's the yeah. same as like I could go up and sing. I well, I can't, by the way. No one do this, but I 
If I went up and sang Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, note for note, but if I didn't put any meaning behind my mm-hmm. voice as I sang it, who are you going to prefer? You're still going to prefer Bon Jovi's, yeah. I'm, but I'm doing it for note for note. It's your, I love the way you're smiling, going, I, I would love to see you sing Living on a Prayer. I can't even sing the Lord's Prayer, let alone Living on a Prayer. But no, I'm, just, I'm just smiling because I'm just imagining someone going, yeah, I, I actually prefer JB to Bon Jovi. <laughs> I prefer JB to BJ. Or as comic crypts would be, like, I prefer BJ to BJ. Um, but actually, uh, going back to Abby's experience watching The Watchmen and not reading the book for the first time... Mm-hmm. She then went and read the book because, you know, I bang on about it all the time as it being my favourite, you know, favourite comic. So she read it and she absolutely loved it. Um, And then she went, you know what? As soon as she finished it, she went, I want to watch the film again tonight. She watched the film and she loved the film. And I was like, that just goes to show that, you know, when you reading it is a very personal, intimate experience, I think. And uh, once you've had that, uh, experience and then you see it on a big screen it has more of an effect that's that's what I feel anyway so that's you know well, I, th- I think it's, it's for Watchmen I can understand why it wasn't a, uh, a runaway hit and it wasn't critically acclaimed because of that reason that's that's the way I feel about where it where do you want DC to go with this because I it's a very it's, it's a great idea but it's got a dangerous over it's got a dangerous it, yeah. ending yeah because I, the thing is, I really don't have a clue how they're going to do it. The whole thing to me is very... It's a mystery, because I don't know what they're going to do. Okay, well, I can give you a few scenarios, because I've, I've been thinking about it. Yeah. So, scenario one, um, at the end of it, nothing's changed. Which is probably going to happen. <laughs> but, isn't, but isn't that just like almost annoying? Yeah. Just like, what was the point in all of it? But what, are we going to get some... Mini series, more Watchmen mini series. I don't know. Well, the thing was, I was going. This, I'm, I don't think it'll be that because of the way that like like Wonder Woman's even questioning her origin and stuff like that. I'm more of inclined for number two, which is it does it does have an after effect, but it negates a lot of either the new fifty two or it count counteracts it retcons a lot of pre new fifty two stuff as well. It. And it either makes it a bit more confusing backstories, or in some cases, it it you it makes some stories null and void. I think of of, of, will... ca- of classic characters that you love just because they wanted to bring back a twelve issue run. I think it will do the opposite. I think what they're trying to do here with the Watchmen and having Doctor Manhattan be this guy behind the scenes, this omnipotent force that is changed timelines and fucked with the DC universe as we know it I think he's our deus ex machina and he's going to come and save the day and tie up all those loose ends and fix things that were wrong with DC's New 52 I think that's what the idea is behind it what I don't know is are they going to now bring the characters of the Watchmen into the current DC universe and have them you know is (laughs) is Night Owl going to be going out with Batman. Mission with Batman. Yeah. Are we going to see that? I don't know what they're going to do. I'd like to see that. You know, I'd like to see Silk Spectre teaming up with Harley Quinn. And, you know, like, I want to see that. But I don't know if they're going to go down that route. I'm... It's, it's one thing. Are they going to make them a permanent fixture? That's my question. Mm. I just... 
It's I a, hope they will. It's a great concept. I don't think they will. But I, 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 I do wonder where they are going to go with it. This is a really mad idea. I just don't know how they're going to land it. Because, like you said, in one of the best scenarios, at the end of the day... It, nothing at the end of it nothing's changed and I hate stuff like that yeah. it really annoys me it makes me wonder what was the point in all yeah. of that yeah well we'll see but yeah I, th- I think now's as good as time as any to wrap things up we've talked in length about everything mm-hmm. uh, but yeah thanks for coming on Job I've uh, enjoyed nerding out about comics with you it has been a while since I've been able to talk to comics about you and it has made me realise I don't read as much as I would want to again yeah. Me and you are very busy with the stuff we do for the site and out of out of uh, in work and stuff like that. But yeah, I am hopefully gonna buckle down a lot more, and then next thing you know, I'll be texting you to say I've read shit loads. Can yeah. we do another one? Yeah, when you're ready for your trades, um, come back on. You're welcome to. Speaking of trades, haven't you? You just you meant touch on it before, but you've just done a, a big review. That's that's right? true. Let's do a few plugs to end things. Uh, I've just reviewed um, volume one. Of the Suicide Squad Rebirth book, um, it's called the Black Vault. Black again. The Black Vault, and I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Speaking of which, there are absolutely no spoilers in this review. So if you haven't read it, you can go and check it out. Um, it's all on the website. All, all my reviews for all the comics, and that's www.tortnerdy.uk. Uh, and JB has Captain's blog up there. Uh, he just talks about topic that's on his mind there's plenty of fun blogs up there so check them out um gaz is our resident tv reviewer he's and got film to be fair and film sorry yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's just reviewed gifted the new uh, chris evans film so go and check that out um and i do my picks of the week my comic book picks of the week that they're always up there to check out and also included in in that article is a, a comprehensive list of all the comics coming out next week which I would like to point out that is different from most reviewers I've I've looked around people review every week Chris reviews comics he picks but then rather than go that's it Chris literally puts a great comprehensive list together of all comics for you to fucking go out and read so you might look at his three or four and go I'm not interested in them but then you can see oh shit is my is my pull coming out this week because if you like me when I was buying singles I was shit I was shite. I just yeah. walk in and hope it was there. You know what? You know why I do it because I find it useful for me. In fact, <laughs> when I'm in the comic shop, I go on the website and I look at um, my list that I put up there. You know, and I have a look about what's come out. Like like JB says, you walk into a shop and it can be quite overwhelming. You just see the wall, but if you've got a list there and you know what's come out on that Wednesday, it's real easy just to be like, "All oh, right, so you know, Spider Man's come out. Let's go and find it." You know. Mm. So yeah. Um, a little bit of a plug there. Go and uh, like our Facebook page as well. That's uh, facebook.com slash UK. Follow our Instagram and Twitter. They're both at UK. And uh, we'd love to hear feedback on the show. Um, tweet in some questions and we'll answer them next time. Um, if you tweet at me as well, you can even be a guest on the show. Uh, I'm figuring out how to do the, the Skype thing. Uh, so you can either Skype me or if you're local to the Southport Liverpool area, you can actually come here and be on the show personally with me that'd be cool so yeah thanks for listening guys and thanks Joe for joining me no worries keep talking dirty so yeah thanks for listening and now you can enjoy my short little interview with the legendary Marv Wolfman at London Film and Comic Con so um, I just wanted to know what your inspiration was to start the Teen Titans 
I had written uh, the Teen Titans back in the 1960s, the previous version. I did a, a couple of stories for them. Liked the concept, wanted to update it. And I was just coming back to my DC after a stint at Marvel. And I thought uh, I would like to do that as a book. Awesome. Um, who's your personal favorite character that you've created? I never, I never answer that question because there are so many different ones and it's really up to the people to decide what they like. To be honest, I love Starfire. She's a personal favorite of mine. I, I like them all. I mean, yeah. uh, um, how do you think um, the current uh, representation of the Teen Titans has been handled to the animated movies, such as the Judas Contract and the Teen Titans Go comic book? I find the Teen Titans Go, uh, I don't see the comic, but I've seen the show, of course, yeah. just hilarious. It's brilliant. I find, it, I find it's the weirdest, wackiest show I've ever seen, and I laugh constantly, so I really like it. Yeah. Also, the characters are sort of in character, so yeah. that's fine. Uh, generally, I'm very pleased with the adaptation so far. Hopefully, I'll continue to be. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the Judas Contract, with that being one of my favourite story arcs in the Teen Titans. I thought it was done really well and updated. Thank you. The present day, really good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. And uh, it's been an honour to meet you. Thank you.